So when you have a crane road mass, typically 99% of the time, you've got all three. So this is my third mass today. So exciting. So I got to bed early last night, about 8.30, and for my whole life, if I've ever been like in a really deep sleep, I am a very vivid dreamer. So I had this dream last night that uh, I got woken up by the eight o'clock congregation and I was still in bed and it was the most real situation. I felt like knocking at the door, the doorbell and everyone's outside like, yo, Father Claydar, why are you, it's 8.36, you're 40 minutes late to mass. I was freaking out, like, oh my goodness, where's my collar, I gotta brush my hair, I gotta go. And I woke up and it was like 4.14 in the morning and I was like, I mean, I'm talking the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. Not as good as the feeling of recognizing like that wasn't reality. It was only four. I had a few more hours. But uh, so I've had a lot of energy this morning. Sleeping 10 hours tends to do that for you. And my sister's running the marathon right now. And I'm so happy I'm not running a marathon in Chicago <laughs> right now. I'm here with you at Mass. It's great. So this weekend, we've got three very good readings. A lot of material to go over and some people will ask me, how do you come up with like something to talk about every single week? It's like, well actually there's like six things to talk about and I've got to like narrow it down to one so I'm not here for like 40 minutes and you guys kick me off the altar. But thankfully we've got this homily series going right now. The three of us priests have been getting together and you know coming up with sort of a singular vision so whether you're at Mass Saturday or downtown or here, everyone's hearing the same message during these five weeks. Week one was lift your eyes, get out of your own junk, allow yourself to recognize that there's a whole world out there better than navel gazing, right? That was week one, it was two weeks ago. Last week was stir into flame to recognize that since baptism, there's been gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to expand in our heart, that ever since before we were even born, God knew you would be here, you would have certain gifts, he wants you to use those gifts. So we're stoking the fire a little bit, stirring into flame. And this week is about healing. There's a lot of healing going on and recognizing what does it mean to be healed? How do we approach healing? And how do we live life after healing? So that first reading is from Kings. We have Naaman. He's the head of the Syrian army, the most advanced, dominant army of this time, We're talking before Christ, BC, Old Testament, way, way long ago. So that's like if America, right? They've kind of got the most powerful, dominant army. The head of the American army was sick. And Naaman, he goes to this prophet, the Israelites. That's essentially like the head, the top dog, the five-star general going to India, to like Calcutta, to the lowest of the low and finding a healing there. There's a lot of humility in this moment for him to recognize, I'm going to even give this dude a shot. And Elisha, he sends a messenger out to meet the general. And even that point, the general's like, Naaman, he's going, are you serious? I'm the head of the army. I'm a, I'm a big deal. Am I not big enough a deal that you can come and meet me to talk to me? And what does he tell him? Go bathe in the river seven times. It's like, we have better rivers back home. I'm here. This guy doesn't even talk to me. And then some servant comes and tells me to go jump in the river. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. But he does it. He goes, he bathes in the water seven times, and he's healed. There's a huge act of humility on his part. He wasn't happy. It wasn't what he wanted to do. He wanted Alicia to come out and like perform a miracle and be like, 
Oh, look at you. You're so important. You've got this issue. Let's heal it. Ba-boom. You're healed. That's not what Alicia wanted him to do. Because his pride was part of the problem. And he was humbled. I mean, he acted humbly. That's us. We've all got our own leprosy, like the people in the gospel. We've all got our own problems in our heart, our own addictions, our own sicknesses, our own messes. And we've got to act humbly. That's the first step. That's the first step. And then we look to the gospel. And what do they do? They come to our Lord and they say, have mercy on me, a sinner. You know, we try to make Mass very accommodating, try to elevate it. Worship is important, that this is something different than the rest of your week. And I've only been doing this for a few months now. And it's kind of irked me in my trying to elevate the Mass to make it beautiful, to make it welcoming, accommodating, everything, all the ings, right? And we start off, what's the first words that we say after the Lord be with you is, all right, guys, let's acknowledge the fact that we're a bunch of sinners. Welcome. We're a bunch of sinners. Let's acknowledge those sins. It's a penitential act. That's what I'm talking about. If you've never been to Mass before. <laughs> Welcome, you sinners. And I was, it was irking me a little bit. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm out there greeting y'all. Like Monsignor Knox taught me. Put my smile on. We're at Mass. You're sinners. But we need to do that. All of us need to do that. That's what the lepers did. They had to stand at a distance. They were outcasts. They were not welcome anywhere. And they come to our Lord and say, have mercy on me, a sinner. And that's what we do every single time when we come to Mass. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Those words are heard at every Catholic Mass. Because at the end of the day, we all have those messes. And so many of us, we say, Lord, my heart is a mess. My house is a mess. My soul is a mess. My marriage is a mess. And I don't want you to come and see it. I don't want you to see this mess. Because I'm not ready for you to get there, to see that. And brothers and sisters, He's there and he's saying, I need to be in that mess with you. I need you to be a little humble, just a little bit so I can break in there because you're not that mess. I made you good. I made you beautiful. And yes, we've all got that leprosy, that sickness in our heart, but that's not you. And I have something more for you. I have something that's going to heal you through the sacraments, through the Mass, by living the truths. And yeah, I know there's some confusion. You may not understand, but you've got to lift your eyes and take a leap of faith. And trust that I'm going to be there with you. And that's a beautiful thing. And I hope, I hope that many of you have experienced that healing at some point in your life. And if you haven't, it's receiving our Lord. It's going to confession. It's being open and honest and saying, Lord, come into my mess. 
come into my brokenness and heal me. As the second reading said, he's always going to heal you. He's always going to remain faithful. He's always going to give you a second chance. But tomorrow isn't promised. So we got to act today. And we receive that healing as the lepers did. Christ healed them. And then what happened? Nine. Meh. Thanks, God. I'm going to go back to the way my life was before. Thanks, God. Thanks for healing me. But I actually don't think you're going to like be the Lord of my life. So I'm just going to go back to the like addiction that I had that got me into that terrible place, that terrible plus, terrible mess in my heart, in my marriage, in my job. Only one, the Samaritan, came back and said, all right, I'm sick of that crap. I'm sick of all this junk in my heart that's destroying my life. And I'm sick of putting that on the pedestal and idolizing the fake lies of our culture, the fake lies that are out there each and every day drawing us away from Christ, the truth, and a fulfilled life. So once we've received that healing, we've got to break the cycle and be like this Samaritan here, the outsider, wasn't even a Jew, and say, all right, God, thank you for healing me. Thank you for showing me that I'm not this broken wound in my heart, that you created me good. Now change my life. Change the way I associate with my wife, my husband, my children, in the workplace, change me. We gotta break that cycle. So brothers and sisters, for the last 10 minutes and 11 seconds, I've just been talking about myself. Hopefully some of it related to you. Let's break the cycle. Jesus is giving us all a second chance. Let's take that chance today.